0: Hey, everybody, welcome to the A1 Auto Body Podcast with your host, Nick Sands. Today, I am talking with Dave Parmley. Dave is an incredible artist, uh, pinstriping, um, drawing, he does all of it, and he has recently started a clothing line called Custom Cult, and it's absolutely sick. I found it online, um, and he's just a man, so I I thought I'd bring him on and talk to him. How are you doing today, Dave?
1: Good, man, thanks. Thanks a lot. Appreciate you having me on. Um, just to be, just point of clarification, uh, I do not do pinstriping. I, I bow down to people who actually do that kind of painting. I, I'm a graphic designer. So
0: That's I'm just my, a
1: wimp. I, I'm a wimp with a pencil and a pen and paint paint brushes, but never on cars.
0: <laughs> what I meant, what I meant was um, you. Custom culture, custom culture. Yeah, like the, like the hot rod culture, like the custom style of, of stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah, because yeah,
1: my, my background is, is uh, you know, I, I worked, for years in the, in the surf industry, I was a global art director for you know, Streets and sportswear. So coming from action sports, and dude, I've always loved any kind of motorsport. So I've kind of, what, I, what I've kind of created is a mashup of the two. And um, I, I did done work for years and years with Harley Davidson, working with Karen Davidson of Harley Davidson, which was just amazing. She's so freaking cool to work with. Um, she has a studio out on the west coast. Um and then I've done gosh, I've done work with Hot Wheels and and uh you know, I started my own line of custom culture clothing. So I, I just yeah, I I I do everything except for, for pinstriping, I guess is <laughs> the best way to put it. <laughs> and I don't do bills. I don't do actual you know, vehicle bills, but from from an art standpoint.
0: It's interesting so. that you've kind of so like there was a time when like surf culture, car culture, motorcycle culture like all of these things were kind of one thing and and that was that's kind of like where these three things kind of branched off and became their own things eventually. It's kind of cool that you've stayed in all of them still
1: well it's yeah, and that's an interesting point um gosh years ago surf skate culture the, it was it was always a crossover with 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 motorcycles there's always been a crossover street, but you know dirt um all builds mods and um it, nobody had really sort of recognized that. And we were all trying to push that more when I was at uh, O'Neill Wetsy's. But, you know, there's mentality was surf, surf, surf. And then Harley-Davidson was, you know, motorcycle, motorcycle, motorcycle. But some of these new companies that formed, uh, Iron & Resin, um, some of these other companies, that you know, they realized that there's a definite crossover between surf, skate, and motorcycles. And um, that, that's sort of where I lie that's, that's where I lie. Cause I still, you know, I'm still itching to do more surf designs, but I'm still, I'm kind of focused more with the hot rod and,
0: and motorcycle stuff right now. When we, we, those we, kind of we, things were like emerging in the sixties though, they were all kind of right in the same wheelhouse. Like you had like Dick yeah. Dale and his surf guitar, but all of those guys were driving popped up cars and, you know, surfing yeah. and, and hanging out at the beach. Like that kind of West coast culture has always kind of bred that kind of uh you're like a renaissance man or sort of something for sort of like almost like that time period you know
1: yeah yeah definitely definitely yeah it's interesting to, interesting to see how it all evolves <clears throat>
0: definitely and um what has it been like going from working at places like o'neill studios and harley davidson to kind of going off on your own and kind of trying to make your own way
1: well it, it's definitely different worlds um What I miss about working, I was just talking to a friend of mine that I used to work with at O'Neill the other day, I had these amazing designers that were from Santa Cruz and some other guys I brought in from out of the area, Um, is there's, you know, the camaraderie of having a bunch of guys in a room cracking up and, you know, you're all working on stuff and they're all creative and nutty. Um, (laughs) So I do miss that. I miss that. But I don't, what I don't miss is corporate BS, you know? Uh, the email that is never quite caught up with the, the, the freaking meetings that people CC you got to attend when you have like nothing to do with the meeting, but you have to show up cause you were on the list, that kind, <laughs> that kind of, that kind of stuff. Um, however, that is also a good and regular paycheck, which gets scary when you go on your own um, working with Harley Davidson. I was actually working outside of Harley Davidson um, as a consultant. Um, it was my own business then too, working with Karen. Um, but that, that's the best way to do it. Cause you know, she, you know, it, it's, there's so much more creativity, you're not, you're not like, you know, the day-to-day stuff just weighs you down creatively a lot of times. So it's, it's nice to be able to, uh, to have that freedom, but you know, dude, it's all trade-offs, right? I mean, you've got a
0: real job, you get a real paycheck,
1: <laughs> as the saying goes, my mom used to always say,
0: wouldn't you get a real job? So never mom, never. And you've held you've held off as long as you could, right?
1: Yeah, yeah, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> poor mom, poor mom. She <laughs> was happy. She was happy when I was at O'Neill. Yeah.
0: Oh well. Going um, back before even that, when did you kind of start getting into art and graphic design?
1: Well. You know, that's the I, The joke was my mom we used to say, all I had to do was give you a box of crayons and a piece of paper and put you in a corner, and, and I'd sit there making sound effects while I'm drawing, making motors and, you know, guns blow, going off and explosions. And, yeah, I, I'd just been drawing since I was, a, I was a kid. I've always been drawing.
0: <laughs> when did you decide that, like, drawing and design was what you were going to do?
1: Well... I love, I love filmmaking. So I started getting into filmmaking in school. Then I realized that's a you really tough film, industry. Film? Well, yes <laughs> and no. I mean, I took some, I really liked, I was stoked on animation and you know, that's where, cause I really hadn't had a lot of, a lot of art classes and in college is when I really got more into art classes. And, um, so I kind of jumped around majors, got into marketing. I had an uncle who worked for the, in the movie industry and goes, dude, Dave, he goes, you don't want to work on the creative side. You, you don't make any money. You want to work on the business side of the movie industry. That's, you know, get into marketing. That's the creative side of business. So I'm like, okay, cool. So I went into marketing, got my <laughs> degree in marketing, um, literally had a suit, not a suit, but it was a nice, I remember dressing nicely to go to an interview. And then I had a friend of mine who's this crazy cool artist and Eric, and he says, Dave, he goes, what are you doing? He goes, <laughs> come, come here. He worked for a screen printer. He goes, I'll teach you everything you to know. And so I did. I just said, screw, go into the, the business world. And, and uh, he taught me and was, you know, just kind of went from there, man. Just, and then you got to get on the computer. Look, pretty much self-taught, pretty much self-taught. It's tough because everything updates and changes. And, you know, some of these the, the younger kids on Illustrator, it's like, holy Jesus, how do you do that? I mean, it's it's, you know, when you're born and raised on that, I'm still old school. I'll I'll still sketch. I love sketching, the free form of sketching, the feeling of a pencil to paper. But, you know, there have been many times where I'll just go straight to the computer and start working, especially when you're working with fonts and stuff. Um, But I always go back and forth. You know, work on the computer, uh, work in like a vector. Then I'll go to Photoshop. I'll bring it into Photoshop because I love a hand-drawn look, a real – I call it hand rot design. <laughs> um, so it's a little funky. I don't like it all clean, perfect. And there are, there are times I have to do that because I love logo work and for a lot of logos I've had to do that. And it's cool. But, I mean, there's a purpose that it, you're doing it that way, but for more crazier t-shirts and, you know, any kind of product graphics um, like for Harley, it's, you know, you, you do a design and it, it could end up being a, on a, on a t-shirt that, you know, elements from it could be pulled out and be on a, a belt buckle or a button on a vest or, you know, it's, uh, it's, uh, I don't know. It's, it, 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 what was space. <laughs> I lost my train of thought. I need more sleep. That's why you don't want to work on your own. You need more. You can't get any sleep. <laughs> um, yeah, but anyway, so, so yeah, it, it's, uh, the 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 the, what the medium you know the internet nowadays you got to be is is kind of like another tool to me because looking at what is going on is just so freaking inspirational um like i said the kids with illustrator are just freaking crazy how they can just go right to it and start drawing like that i'm impressed um i I, like i said i work in illustrator a lot but not like that Uh, but I, i draw stuff scan it Bring it in. It's it's always drawn in Photoshop too. I've got a Wacom tablet and I I, I just draw and you know it's it's it, it's easier to develop on the computer because you can make mistakes and sometimes your mistakes are your best is <laughs> is your best work.
0: As someone um, who's not an artistic person, like for when I see someone drawing, like I like to you know doodle and stuff, um, and like when I see people drawing, like I can make sense of that in my head. You know what I mean? Like I can look at it. Mm-hmm. I can understand like what it is like to draw something with your hand. I may not be very good at it, but at least I can kind of understand what they're doing. When I watch sure. people computer do making art, it's literally like something from another planet. Like I it's, yeah. like, like my mind yeah. can't even can't even wrap around how it's possible that cuz like, yeah. like like you know the mouse moving around and they're like dragging and dropping stuff or they're like stretching things, warping things, like it's yeah. it's that's the, beauty. that's the
1: beauty of the digital digital world for drawing is, is being able to manipulate stuff like that. Dude, that's what I just, uh, since day one, being on a computer is like, take that, let's stretch it. Let's, you know, warp <laughs> it. Let's, you know, and that's how you come up with the cool stuff, you know, stuff you couldn't do or you can it take forever by hand, you know. Um, yeah. But you yeah, do lose
0: that kind of, um, like you said, the hand raw or like the, like, a lot of times in art, it's the imperfections that actually make art great, not necessarily. The I, I agree. Yeah, I totally no. agree. Uh um, yeah, a totally,
1: really good yeah.
0: example that I like that I read one time and it made super tons of sense when I read it was Jim Henson. Um, he sold his. He was always. He never wanted to sell the Muppets to Disney until he was done with it. So. Um, So eventually he finished up and he sold the Muppets to Disney. And the difference between the original Muppets and the Disney Muppets is that in the Muppets that Disney owns, they go through and they scrub the strings. So you can't see the strings in any of the Disney Muppet movies.
1: Uh,
0: Uh, In the Henson production movies, you can.
1: You would see that, yeah.
0: Because he never went and scrubbed the – he never went and scrubbed the – the strings from it because to him it was more important to spend that time that you would spend scrubbing into creating something and, and making it. Yeah, totally. it giving it that personality, you know, uh, that like at the end of the day, like these are just puppets. Um, and Disney, they have a way of like making things perfect, you know, Disneyfying. Yes, <laughs> you <see>? um, <laughs>
1: yeah, you're right.
0: And when they do yeah, that, I could, I could
1: totally see that.
0: You lose something when you do that, you know. It's like yeah,
1: there's a raw. You use the rawness, yeah.
0: It's, it's like, like the, the new Star Wars movies compared to the old Star Wars movies.
1: <laughs> yeah, well, it's fun you should say that. It's one of the things. That, you remember how George Lucas came back and, and cleaned up? He redid all the original ones, didn't he do? I know he did at least the first one. I don't know he, he did. did the he others, did but...
0: the original three, and they were awful. He should have just. Oh. He didn't <laughs> even. I kind of like. I kind of like
1: to do. You know, I remember the first time I saw Star Wars. And I watched that land speeder going across the sand and it had a had a shadow under it it was just hideous dude it was just hideous I am like <laughs> that looks so cheesy Because the rest of the movie those you know, parts are so well done right that just didn't fit so I know i, I get i get what, why he wanted to do that there there was stuff in there that needed to be i mean it, you know what it's like me if i if I create a a logo or a design and I've done this where you know you give it to the client <clears throat> they're using it and then you're like oh crap i should have done this this and this and it would be better and you know it's hard to let go when it's when it's a personal creation there's no question you know
0: the things with the remastered movies though was he went in and like it's one thing if you're going to go in and oh, No he, he went stuff, crazy but, like, he, he did he went, a lot of weird stuff that didn't even change he's like added just like droids randomly throughout the like thing
1: yeah I think, I think he stuff. I think he felt it was there were parts that were a little slow and visually uninter- uninteresting. Like you know, I remember at, uh, where was it that bar? What's that called? The um, cantina. Massively, yeah, is that at it, the cantina where he added? while well, they're standing outside. He added a bunch of. They're like, oh my god, there's. I didn't see that creature before. Oh my god, I didn't see that majority before.
0: Yeah, <laughs> exactly what you
1: exactly he's, what you're he's exactly he's talking about. Stuff. I thought <laughs> I thought it, I you know I didn't mind but to me it's like. It just added more interest. You know, it's like, it's cool. And it was fun to see something new, too, on a movie you've seen 20 <laughs> times before.
0: Yeah that's, but, that, yeah, that's a good point. It's always nice to see something new. But I don't know. I, the originals, I, I, and you can't get the originals anymore. That's the part that bothers me. <laughs> like,
1: oh, yeah, you know, you want to get rid of that. Well, you know, it's funny. Cause like it's like it, when it's your own personal project, like th- the worst project in the world I've ever done for myself twice is designing my own logo. For myself, right? It, just because it's just not good enough. Every time you come back to it, there's something more you want to do and something more you want to do, and you don't have a, a deadline. I mean, you know, it's hard deadlines that make me finish a project. And uh, so, yeah, it, it's it's hard when it's your own personal project to let go. I mean, I get
0: it. I definitely get it. It's actually funny you say that. I had to make rules for, for so when I was doing this when I started this podcast, I had to I made this rule where like I'm not going to edit it. So like I don't edit anything on the podcast but from beginning to end. <laughs> The reason is, is because one of the biggest things I read when I was reading up about like how to do a podcast was that people go through and they like cu- they like edit out like the word um or like oh, like a yeah. longer than two seconds they'll go and edit yeah. out. And I was Correct like, so- i would literally spend, like months doing that before like anything's ready to release. You know, I would never be able- I would never be happy with it. So now I yeah. just I don't yeah. even listen to it again. I just I just. Public
1: it, <laughs> <public it. laughs> that's probably the best, yeah, that's the best way. Best way to go, man. It's easier. It looks a lot easier, right? A lot easier.
0: It's easier, and again, I think it adds those kind of like imperfections. Like, you know, yeah. like if, if we had, if like there's like a little rocky start or something, like, it's, yeah. uh, I don't know, it like, adds add to it.
1: Or like me forgetting what I was talking about, dude. I, I you know, I digress. I, I, I am like a a, a train of consciousness that derails constantly. It's like, where, is, where am I going? I don't know.
0: So do I. We were to... talking about O'Neill O'Neill swimsuits a second ago, and now we're talking about Star Wars and like, podcasting. Yeah. Well, Look, before we started
1: the podcast, too, we were all over the place. That's what makes life interesting, right?
0: <laughs> you're you're super good. Don't worry about it. Um, the designs that you've come up with are really really cool. I just saw your new one came out today. Your, uh, your the devil die last.
1: Isn't that crazy? You, <laughs> you know, I was
0: um, the design is super cool. How how does that make its way like from your brain onto the paper, or onto uh, the or onto the screen? I guess in this case.
1: Well, I'll tell you what. That's a very good question because when I uh, thought about doing my own line, I'm like, well, you know, what am I going to do? I've got so, dude, I've got like a million. I, I, there's so many ideas I have for this line. Some of them are more kind of hardcore uh, Harley Davidson. Some of them are more of this kind of Ed Roth, finky, hot roddy, and um, I, I've always. One, one is I always wanted to do a vulture. I did a vulture design, and I was working on that for Harley Davidson, and I just – it was starting to look really – I was really stoked on it. I'm like, I, I don't want to give this up, man. I need, the, <laughs> I, I need the money, but I just I, – I like it. Too. I've always wanted to do a custom culture vulture, right? Say that fast three times. And I, I, and I just – yeah, and I just couldn't do a, I, I just had no opportunity to do one. And um, I didn't even talk to Karen about doing it. And it's like, oh, crap, you know, but I just, I couldn't give it up. So I never presented it. I kept it. And then all these years, um, I saw, I I came, you know, I came across everything I wanted to do for my line. I went through all my old art. We had a lot of stuff from Harley Davidson because they, um, and I've done a lot of work with Harley Davidson. They did choose, but a lot of times we'll work on stuff and then they'll have a theme that they want to go with. And then they won't pick that, whatever you had done won't fit that theme. So it gets shelved and it kind of gets forgotten about or whatever. And sometimes I drag, drag them back out and go, "Hey, what about this one? Remember this one?" But yeah, but they have, they have the which makes sense, you know. Big companies they have their theme and it's got to fit a theme that they're doing for all their merchandising. And so I I, I went through and I had this skeleton rider was my other one. My I don't know if you saw the uh, the hell bent heaven Scent. Yep, uh, skeleton rider. Yeah. That was most for totally for Harley Davidson. I did that for Harley Davidson. And then I pre- I did present that one and they, they were like, you know, it just, yeah, this is cool. Keep it. And then, you know, but it doesn't fit our theme right now. And then I, I, I kept it and I looked at it and went, I'm going to keep this one too, man. <laughs> so uh, yeah. And then my logo, my logo, my skull with the bone wings was actually a logo for Harley Davidson. It was going to be a product uh, graphic. And we had several different versions, and they picked one of the other versions. And I looked at this one. I'm like, I like this one better, anyway. So I kept it, and I ended up using it for my logo. But I I developed it more, obviously. I did, you know, evolved it. Took there's no Harley Davidson, obviously, in it. Um, Yeah, no, you gotta
0: you gotta be careful with that. (laughs) Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. They notice things like. that.
0: (laughs) you You know, if you don't watch it.
1: I've heard I've heard Volkswagens the worst because I was talking I was talking to a friend of mine. I was like, dude, you should do a, a Volkswagen van, a, you know, like a rad. Because I love '60s rock posters. Oh my god, I love crazy psychedelic lettering and and all that era is just amazing. And I, that's going to be my excuse. I'm going to take a VW van and then do, you know, that kind of vibe to it. And everybody I touch is like, oh, my God, do not put the VW logo on it. They will go crazy. Look at Research that online, say VW and violating, you know, whatever. And you'll have a million stories of all these guys that say they got letters. I mean, guys that were, like, using it for a school project. Seriously, I'm not kidding. And they posted it. And then somehow VW's got their – Freaking, thinking of vultures. They're Dude, vultures not, and hot. Not high.
0: to drag Disney again, but they are the same way. <laughs> they go. Oh they, really? Disney regularly scroll through Etsy. Oh I see bet. See oh, they I can find anybody using Disney characters, so they can shut them down. Oh wow! Yeah. It's insane the way. Like, yeah. part of me gets it, kind of. But on the other hand, so there's, like, a, there's a line.
1: There's a line that they yeah, cross. like you like know
0: what I mean? art, You personally are the artist. Like I could understand if yeah. you saw someone seeing someone using your, you know, vulture or whatever, and you and you call them out on it because like it's literally yours. Yeah. Disney hasn't Disney hasn't made something new in a very. You know what I mean? They haven't yeah, made that's
1: like, a good point Cinderella, too.
0: Snow White. Like all those things are so old. Like they should really just be yeah. in the public domain by now. Like, under,
1: under Yeah. Under, <laughs> under normal situations, they probably would be, but Disney's like psycho. We, yeah.
0: did a
1: project, we did a project. We've done several projects with Disney, actually, over the years. Let's say we I have a friend of mine, Eric, that we've done all this work together over the years. Never formal business partners, but always just cool working together. He was in Southern California. I was in Northern California. And um, we did this one project with Disney. I'll never forget because they have your um, – Oh, you have, to, you have to sign a um, non disclosure. Scott's based on NDO, your non disclosure. <laughs> yeah, your NDA, non disclosure agreement. And um, the guy, they, had, they, they sent us, I swear to God, it was a freaking chapter book. I've never <laughs> seen a non disclosure agreement that crazy. So, you know, like, we're going to sit there and read it. So we just signed it, right? And then we showed up at the meeting. Literally, the attorney was standing there in front of the meeting room. Can I can I have your non-disclosure agreement, please? Before we went into the meeting room, it was that crazy. And then we did some, we did some work for the NBA, and, uh, and the guy was joking with me, and he says, "Well, you know what NBA stands for, don't you?" And I go, well, "What are you talking about?" He goes, "Nothing but attorneys." <laughs> so yeah, the legal stuff and the control—it's it's at mad levels now. There's no question. Um, hey, you know, I, I did want to say when we were talking about how did I choose, like the devil, the, this, the new design that just came out, the, uh, live, uh, the fast, die last, um, I, I I literally had said I, I, for Harley Davidson, I always wanted to do a devil. So I did do a devil for them, and I did kind of a 60s kind of retro vibe devil, and it was super, it was hard. And and I was super stoked to how it finally came out. And then I, you know, on my own line. I'm like, oh my god, I have to have a devil, right? You gotta have a devil in your line. You gotta have a vulture. You gotta have a devil. Um, <laughs> you gotta have a tiki. That's probably gonna be coming down the line. <laughs> gotta have a skeleton. Um, you got you gotta have a skeleton riding a motorcycle somehow, right? <laughs> um, you got you gotta have a skull with a crown helmet on. Whoops, I don't supposed to use that word anymore. Uh, German World War II helmet. Um, <laughs> And and I love iron crosses. I have this wicked iron cross that's kind of, it, it, it falls out. It, it's totally custom culture, but it's a little more uh, edgy. It's got my skull in the middle of the, of the iron cross. It looks rad. And that's what a design I'm working on right now. That's going to come out pretty soon too. Um, but, yeah, it's, it, it, I just kind of think about what, what, what do I want to do most? Because this is the first chance I've had to do this. I've always done work for somebody else, right? It goes, it's what they want, not what you want. Um, however, I, 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 with with Karen Davidson, she was cool. She go, well, what do you want to do, Dave? So there was, there definitely was a lot more creativity going on going there, and, and you know, allowing me to do what I wanted to do. But it was still within themes and whatever that kind of stuff. But now, I dude, like, what do I, what do you want? You know, what do you want? Was there something you'd want to see in the line? <laughs> you know, you know, I mean, I literally, I somebody will DM me like, dude, this is awesome. That's badass. You know, and I'm like, thanks, man. Is there and I literally say, "Hey, do you see anything in the line? Uh, or is there anything in the line that you don't see? Was there something you'd want me to do?" Um, so, so I'm open to ideas too. But you know, I, dude, I've got I could I've got years of stuff I can do right now. I'm I'm raring to go. It's, it's, it's a, a lot of work. It, truck. Yeah, trucks. There you go. And there's so many different kinds of trucks, dude. I mean, come on, man.
0: Oh, you know what you uh, gotta do? You know what? Every every kind of custom uh, apparel line has like a bulldog. That's true. Got to get one of those in there.
1: <laughs> got to do the bulldog. Get the bulldog, you got the, the, the kind of the woody woodpecker with the cigar in his, his mouth.
0: Got to get one of you those. Gotta... Live fast. Yeah. <laughs> like <GTA>. yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
1: Seriously. So so like,
0: yeah. But, like, what does it look like, not to keep going back to this, but, like, what does it look like when you sit down, so, like, you have a blank piece of paper in front of you, like, is it just, and you're, like, starting up something new do you like doodle and then see what comes out do you like oh
1: yeah totally oh yeah totally that that's like some like again funny you should mention that i I, I was talking to that same guy from o'neill the other day and some of his bet he was just really talented dude this guy was hardcore skater santa cruz local just amazingly talented guy he has a fact I'll, i'll plug him his name's tim ward and he has an incredible line of stickers. He's made a living just making all these incredible stickers called Life at Sea. So check out lifeatsea.com. And um, he's drawn anything from mermaids to, you know, whatever. But he's done this great line of, of, about Santa Cruz, of, of how Santa Cruz has changed. Um, like, there goes the neighborhood with <laughs> with the rich people coming in and killing everything. Um <laughs> Yeah, but uh, oh dude, I did it again. I'm, I'm I digress all the time. Did what were we have, talking about just a second ago?
0: Totally have like the cliche. Okay, um, okay, like, the doodle, the doodle. Like
1: what's what's, what's what's that
0: again? I said you totally have like this the cliche like surfer dude, kind of like.
1: Yeah, like, I know a, a lot of people tell me baby. that. Awesome. A lot of people like, dude, where's
0: my car, bro? Exactly.
1: Spicoli. <laughs> Piccoli it's from Fast <laughs>
0: Oh,
1: my God. Yeah, I, I just, you know, I, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what to say about that. Uh, but we were talking about doodling. Um, so he was just, he'd draw these tiny little roughs. He'd always just like draw, like you were just talking about, if you're drawing on the column of a page, page. And I'd walk by his desk and I'd see something and go, oh, my God. So I thought, what is that? And we'd tear it out and put it up. And um, yeah, that's some of your best work is just like you know, not even thinking about it, just kinda of drawing crazy, you know, stuff. Um, but like you know, a lot of what I'm doing right now is literally stuff I've done over all the years. And I i i you know, I've got my friend Rich who worked at did work at Harley Davidson. He worked with Karen full time. And Rich had oh, I'd walk in there and see the stuff on his walls I'm like, oh dude, is that coming out? Because no, they said no. They turned it down. Um, we have, we have, when you do a lot of art over all the years for all the different clients, you get stuff that either you liked and didn't want to give away, or they just didn't pick. And that doesn't mean it was good or bad. It's just that you presented a bunch of different ideas and they picked one and, and you've got these leftovers. So I've got a a library, just incredible archives of design that, um, is very inspirational for myself and I'll pull them out and then I'm like, okay, that looks dumb, but it could be something. And I've, I've taken all the files and I've decided to start my own company. I went through my, all my, my, everything on my computer and, and dug I dug deep in all the heart, you know, Harley Davidson archives, the Hot Wheels archives. Um, I've had some other clients like M- MMA clients. Um, I did the logo for bad boy, by the way, I don't know if you knew that. Um, and, and which is, just, that was a fun story too. But, um, so I took all, all of the stuff that I've done for all these different clients and I, and I put it all in a folder and I'd go through it and I'm like, Oh God. Yeah. I just, if I do that to that, it'll be a cool
0: design or,
1: yeah, so that's where most of it's coming from for my line right now.
0: So it's almost like you're just kind of using what you already got. You don't even need to draw anything.
1: <laughs> In a way, yes. Now, the the, the vulture I had started, the um, skull with the helmet I had started. Actually, that was another one I was working on for Harley Davidson. Uh, I call him Von Scully. Um, I had started the devil I had started. That I wasn't for anybody. That was just me messing around because I had done some different devils before even the Harley Davidson one. Um, and then I, then I took him in and I, you know, I tweak him into this. I, I love the whole thing. Ed Ross, my hero, you know, the whole deal. And um, the whole Fink vibe is rad with the weirdos. And I just love that. I love that stuff. So I kind of interpret it into my own style.
0: I do too. Um, As a body man, I have no choice but to. It's like part of the yeah.
1: code. <laughs> part of the code. It's a part of the code. Of the code. There you go. Yeah. It's unwritten. Unwritten rule.
0: You have to love Big Daddy if you're going to be a body man. That's number one rule.
1: Yeah, if you don't, then you have no business being here. <laughs> yeah, That's
0: <true>.
1: <laughs> Yeah, oh, yeah. There's all yeah, the the basics, the fundamentals.
0: And, and, I mean, he's like, he. I mean, I can't speak for every body man on the planet, but, like, he did what I think everybody wants to do when they get into doing body work. I think, you know.
1: Yeah, I mean, think it, about it. If you had, you could just do anything you
0: wanted, yeah well like he did he did things that were like amazing you know he he designed i can't remember which car it was that he designed but he made it so that it had like misters in it and the like he designed it so that he could drive through the desert He's like there's some big desert
1: oh no way i didn't and know about designed, that story
0: it was designed specifically for that so like it had a huge gas tank um, and, like, one of the things he had on it was, like, these, like, spritzers that, like, would
1: spray water yeah.
0: when he was driving to keep you cool. That's hilarious. I know, a little he,
1: coolant, spraying coolant on you.
0: <laughs> I just feel like he he did what I think most people who get into cars, like him. and Yeah. Like, oh, I think his art. people look up his to, like, that, like, George Barris and, and – uh, Von Dutch. From back then. But, really, I think it's, like, Von Dutch and – and Ed oh, Rose, yeah. like the guys that, everyone who gets into cars. Embarrassing.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's just, it, it, what is amazing to me, it's one thing if you can draw it on a piece of paper, but to actually build it, too, come on. Yeah, do you know so how he this. built those things? How? What do you mean?
0: He, so he would take and he would run chicken wire. And then he oh, would. Oh, so
1: for the fiberglass?
0: Wire, and he would use plaster. Oh, uh, no way. Yeah, like m- not even like plaster, like mudding plaster, like sheetrock plaster. Oh, wow. Make these things out of plaster, and then he would cover them in in, uh, in fiberglass, and then he would hit, once the fiberglass was dry, he would hit it with a hammer to break up the, the stuff and then pull it out.
1: God, oh, that's scary. To hit So he's hitting
0: it from underneath, obviously. Yeah, he yeah that's crazy. Know, he, had to hit it, he hit it from all over, but fiberglass is super strong. Oh, God, yeah when you make it so like he would hit the fiberglass it would you know it would break the plaster underneath and then he would pull it out (laughs) (laughs) so crazy and he did it all like wearing loafers and hawaiian shirts and stuff he was wild Uh, (laughs) yeah he was cool
1: he was cool but he he was just a a genius just genius renaissance man of of custom culture oh
0: for sure and smart you know i mean he you know as far as an engine concerned like you can listen to him there's interviews of him talking about engines and stuff and like he really understood what was going on under the hood too. It's not yeah. like he wasn't just some guy, you know, he was like a smart yeah. he was an engineer pretty much. I mean like the things he did in his shop as like a you know, just a weirdo T shirt maker. Just <laughs> you know, unbelievable the way he said oh, yeah. the whole insane. thing.
1: He was a god, a god among men.
0: It was probably <laughs> just this most current generation really that like I would I feel as though it's like this generation isn't so much affected by like, or like isn't as touched by his like creativity, you know? Cause it's so different.
1: Yeah, you know, well, I, you know, I, I wonder though, cause there's so much of it still going on um, that is, 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 you know, like myself, it's like reinterpreting it in their own styles. Um, but the classic rat think um, and flying eyeball and, you know, the, um, I'll plug another great friend of mine, Johnny von Gnarly of Gnarly Magazine is just
0: always running.
1: He's awesome, huh? He's a super cool guy.
0: Um, he is a cool guy.
1: Well, yeah, like I posted one of my flying eyeballs I did for Harley Davidson just not a few weeks ago. And he's like, oh, dude, that reminds me. I should have another flying eyeball co- contest. So <laughs> if, it, and that's going on right now. If, if somebody wants to go to Gnarly Magazine and look at that, they have the most, it's just ripping variety of flying eyeballs. It's nuts. Um, every interpretation, but there it is. It's still alive and it's still going on, right? Um, so yeah, I think it's. I think it's still a lot of uh, the newer generation is if they're involved in custom culture. There is it's like kind of you said. There are fundamentals involved in custom culture that I think everybody gets it.
0: Yeah, I just feel like most of like the most of like where the custom kind of. Culture has gone, it's been more to like the imports with like the super lowered, you know. Oh, that's the, true. That's true. That's uh, true. Yeah. I just feel like, uh, it's I mean, evolved. part of the problem it's is that we don't evolved. have cars like anymore that we can really cut down and, and you know, tap yeah. up. Good point. Kind of things too anymore, really. Not like you could.
1: Not like you could at all.
0: Not at all. There's like a, it's really probably like a, but I mean, a lot of the, they were doing a lot of stuff with like the, the, uh, the old tea buckets and stuff, you know, where like they, mm-hmm. there was so many of them just laying around. There was like, it was like the most wild.
1: The, bar- the barn, the barn signs. yeah.
0: <laughs> Easy to find parts and everything now, you know everything's yeah. fantastic and it's just harder to do that. Probably is another part of the problem, but.
1: Oh yeah, well you know, like I'm blown away. I've got followers from Europe, right? And this guy, it was, God, I was just looking at the other day. I think he's from Germany. Yeah, he's from Germany, and and he's he's posting these pictures, and there's this and this is in Europe, right? And there's this mid-69 like GOAT GTO. <laughs> I'm thinking, how do you get parts for that? I mean, it's bad enough of here, you know? It's like, could you imagine that there's a real, you know, strong custom culture world going on there and in Japan, and it's, uh, you know, yeah, people go out of their way to make it happen,
0: but I don't know how they do it with, when it comes to really
1: having, a, you know, the ride.
0: <laughs> yeah, I think it, once it kind of became... You know, it became an art. It became commoditized. It became like this thing, and now there's like this price barrier. You know, where like oh
1: yeah, you're That's not going really to get,
0: you're not gonna be able to get a 69 GTO if you don't have you know a lot of money and like a lot of desire and time to like put into doing it right. And, um, Most mostly
1: the money, mostly the money.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's like even if you spend you know sixty or you know you spend sixty seventy thousand dollars on this old hunk of junk, you know they now you got to pick up how many risks are you really willing to take with that? Probably not many.
1: That's just what I was thinking when I saw that parked on the street. I'm like, well, you really want to drive that around? or you want
0: to just yeah. try to really stop of... it? You want to try and chop the roof off that? You want to try and channel that thing out? Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. Because <laughs> how many chances are you going to get to do it, you know? Just one. <laughs>
1: it's one. It's one
0: and done, man, on that. Yeah, you're game over. So, I don't know. Yeah. I, I feel like there's a lot of that, too, where they just – it's hard to get into it's expensive um but well, oh, yeah. really the skateboard culture in the 90s really picked it up and like they kind of carried that torch for a long time and then the same kind of thing happens unfortunately that is what happens when something's cool you know it, it does become oh, yeah. monetized and then when you get older when people get older they get more, they're able to spend more money on it and then you know, like the skateboard culture of today is nothing like the skateboard culture of the '90s, where it was just oh, that's really oh. true. Yeah,
1: that's it's yeah, that's really evolved in a big way, and the and the, and the talent is like what? <laughs> oh, I know, it's unbelievable. Oh, oh. but it's, it's, it's I mean, there's so many great you know um, seeds on. I, I'm an Instagram guy, but I'm sure TikTok's got a million of them too. And and uh, you know, just the, the crazy stunts that all the skateboarders and and BMX and just everything. I'm like, how do they freaking do that in snowboarding? And it's like, I mean, you can't, how do you, how do you practice that? How do you lead up to being able to do that? You're, you're going to kill yourself first, right? When you, when you crash the first time or I don't know how they do it, man, but it's, they're doing it. I
0: don't know. I mean, I know kids today get a lot of, they get a lot of slack. They get, they don't, uh, they get a lot of heat, but like, yeah. Yeah. Kids today are fucking Smart, like I'm talking to, like my, you know, like my. Either that, or they're really stupid, bro. <laughs> my ten year old nephew is like, yeah, right. My ten year old nephew, he's like, you know, he does, he knows Spanish, and he like, he does, he takes all these crazy classes. kids smarter than I am with math. And yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. and you have, and like I look back, and I'm like, all right, well, I was like. I wasn't learning algebra when I was 10. You know what I mean? <laughs> oh, yeah it's, yeah.
1: it's a different world. Try, try helping your kid with math nowadays. <laughs> I don't
0: kind of think so. It's just wild yeah. just how, like, and then the same those kind of, like, those same principles, though, carry what my point was, is that those same principles kind of carry over to, like, skateboarding and stuff. Like, they're not breaking new ground anymore. They're They're finding – they're just doing things that have already been discovered. It's always easier to do something once it's been discovered, you know?
1: Oh well, some, depending on what it is,
0: but yeah, I get it. That's true. Well, you know what I mean. Like they don't have to invent sure. the kickflip. The kickflip already yeah. exists. They just have to learn how to do it.
1: Exactly. <laughs> and there's a step by step video on online for everything. Or you
0: can hire a coach, or you can do this or that. You know, there's like yeah. a different ways to do it now. Um, yeah. I was never good at skateboarding. I just like the. I just was into all that like punk hardcore. Well, you know, that. That's, yeah, totally.
1: And, <clears throat> you know, surfing was limited to the coasts, right? You had to have a notion for surfing, but skateboarding is anywhere.
0: And, and oh, that, surf – wait, what, did you just say surfing? Yeah. I, I thought surfing you said lim- I thought you said stripping. I was like, whoa. <laughs> well, I don't think that's,
1: that's limited to wherever you can go. <laughs> Dude, there's so many strip – that's one thing I could not believe. There's so many strip clubs in Portland when we first moved here. I'm like, what the <laughs> – there's so even a vegan.
0: Everybody's sad. They need. They need strip clubs. Dude, there's
1: even a vegan strip club. Was I still trying to
0: figure that out? I don't even know what um, that means.
1: I have no idea. I That's
0: don't know no if I would go there. I'd probably avoid that. Yeah,
1: not my not my uh, cup of tea or whatever. Not my cup of to- <laughs> not my cup of tofu. <laughs> yeah but it's Portland bro it's Portland anything goes that's what—that's one of the things I love about Portland man it's just it's you know it's changing Portland is what Santa Cruz used to be like you know with the keep Portland weird keep Santa Cruz weird um, you know the big money Nike Intel all those guys that are here now are bringing it's changing it's changing it's you know it's driving up rent and all the cool artists and sculptors and everybody that's made Portland what it was are being driven out and the, the shops the rents gone up on all the retail, and it's just not the same. It's definitely changing, but it's still there, and that's what I love about you know we've got naked bike rides. <laughs> not that <laughs> I do that. I, I, that's not my deal either. Um, have mercy on my my bike seat. But yeah, it's it's yeah it, you know there's just all many really cool things. I love when towns have personality. I just love when towns have personality. So that's that's one of the reasons I really enjoy being here. Although that you know and and for everybody's like oh shit you know the riots. Um, dude, we live here, and we never, we wouldn't even know they were going on if you didn't see it on the news. It's just a bunch of idiots who stay in one area and do the same people doing it, and, you know, yeah, it should get under – I can't believe they had not shut it down by now. It's ridiculous, but
0: there, there's the, a new –
1: there's the, the mayor's going to get voted out, I'm sure, with the new election. But yeah, it's it's just you wouldn't even know that stuff was going. All my friends are like, "Oh my god, what's happening?" You know, there's riots and dude, what are you doing? And you know, I'm like, you know what? My wife works downtown; she never doesn't know anything going on. I, you know, we're in Portland proper, and I wouldn't even know it exists except I see it on the news every night. <laughs>
0: yeah, I was a, my understanding was it was like confined to basically one block, right? And that was, yeah, literally like a building, really, it yeah, was just, literally was, or whatever, yeah. And it's gone way.
1: It's gone way past what it started out. It's just gone. It's it's gone from a you know a peaceful protest to a
0: bunch of freaking idiots at this point. Yeah, I try not to pay attention. To be honest with you, it, it's uh, everything is just too weird right now.
1: <laughs> it's so weird, dude. And then we had these fires, man. Oh my god, we had the worst air quality in the entire world for a few days there. The entire world worst air quality because the smoke from all the fires. That's and then we we're talking. And the fires were blowing up towards us. in Portland, I mean, you wouldn't even ever say, dude, it's so green up here. I'm from California where it's brown, man. And it's just green and raining. And, you know, it's, and how do you have these fires like this? It's crazy. But they were bad. They are really bad. And they were heading towards us. My mm-hmm. wife's sister had to evacuate She's about 40 minutes from here. And it's like, dang, that's, you know, I mean, wow. <laughs> I'm not you used are. to this.
0: And we got COVID on top, you know. Hey, what else is going on? Oh yeah, we have a freaking pandemic. <laughs> we had we had gotten some of that like fire soot or smoke or whatever, made it all the way from the west coast to the east coast.
1: Probably from us. Sorry about that. <laughs>
0: crazy. Yeah, you guys are really screwing it up over here.
1: Uh well you know that's it, our, that's what we do. It's what we do. It's um, California. Cool that,
0: that can happen though. I mean it's not cool. Well, well, cause, like, of all the destruction, but like, it's wait, cool wait did how, you like, just say that? <laughs> what?
1: I said, this is going to be your first podcast you edited. You are going to realize what you just said. I'm um, no, no, I'm just, no, I'm I'm just kidding. kidding. I'm I kidding. Think,
0: I don't think the idea of anyone getting hurt or any any of the fire. No, I know, is, like, dude,
1: I know what you. I know what you mean. I, know, I was kidding.
0: <laughs> is it? Well, I want to clarify just to be sure. I mean, yeah, like, probably a
1: <laughs> good idea. But anyway, good idea. <laughs> but,
0: but I just think yeah. it, it's just amazing to me that like smoke can make it that far. You know what I mean? It's just.
1: It is incredible because we get fires up in Canada that come blowing down here too, and um, California stuff comes up here, and yeah,
0: it's all, yeah, it is amazing how far it goes. Cause like we've only had a plane, we've only had the plane for like a hundred years. <laughs> like a yeah. like, hundred years ago, we couldn't fly across the country. Now, like, but like smoke can make it that far. That's wild to me. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, seriously. Uh, <laughs> it's That's it's
1: sick. That. These, these were these are big
0: fires, man. Those are big fires. That ain't no campfire. No, I, I'm it's, – it's devastating. I, I can't imagine what that must be like. I'm lucky enough that I live in New England where we don't get any natural – Yeah.
1: you, you got to have something. Don't you have anything up there? No earthquakes?
0: earthquakes no, nope, just, just blizzards. Isn't bad. but just kind there of. There you go. That's
1: what you get. You get the bad blizzards. That's, you get the Yeah, weather. but it's, just, the weather. it's not
0: that bad. It's just annoying. <laughs> okay. Well, not that's like, good. Like nobody dies or like maybe – I don't know. <laughs> I guess like some people might die from like uh, like if they lose power or something, but like nobody dies from just a, it's a just a bunch of snowy. It's just a pain in the ass. You got to go out there and shovel it.
1: A lot of shoveling going on.
0: Oh well. <laughs> I mean, I you would need... way rather have that than literally any other natural disaster I could think of. My oh buddy, god, I, yeah. I talked There's to my buddy in and... Hawaii, and they have to worry about oh, volcanoes. Dude.
1: Yeah, they got volcanoes. They got the freaking hurricanes that come through there, and. <laughs> And Fuck that. That, so, nowadays, everybody's talking about this big tsunami awareness. Like, or the
0: Midwest, where they have hurricanes, where just like you might just be hanging out, and then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, a giant fucking wind tunnel comes down and rips your house up. Or out <laughs> you. <laughs> I know, man. That's so Fuck scary. Fuck <laughs> they're, they're seeing they're seeing water spouts here too. We
1: had some water spouts in a, in the ocean. It's like what the.
0: I saw a video the, the other day the coast. in
1: California
0: of a of a fire tornado.
1: It's like a Sharknado with a fire. Guess, dude, a fire.
0: fire? I, 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 it's any you guys are having like it was like I guess I guess when a fire's really big, it causes some sort of vacuum from like just from eating up uh, all the oxygen. So I, I, oh, I can totally see like that. A fucking, it creates a hurricane or not yeah, a hurricane, could, a tornado. Tornado. I can see that. Yeah.
1: Oh yeah. Yeah, there's so much weird oxygen stuff happening with fires. I can totally
0: see that. I'm good with yeah, that. I'm, you should move out here. You should get you should get away from there. I should, man. Boston's <laughs> weird. You can move to Boston. They're weird. Maine's uh,
1: Can't do the accent, though, bro. Can't do the accent. <laughs> Boston. Okay, no, ask.
0: dude, you'd blend right in. They wouldn't even know.
1: Yeah, sure. Dude, I got a <laughs> funny story for you. So uh, so years ago, when I was still surfing like a madman, um, you know, you're in the sun a lot. You're. I had long hair. Uh, I was fitting what you just talked about, the surfer dude, right? It's like sun <laughs> bleached crazy. My wife was a trainer, outdoor trainer and stuff, and so we, we – her parents are from Texas, right? So we went to Texas, and we get off the plane, and we they take us to this restaurant, and it's got this big giant rooster out front. It's just hilarious. It's like a big family-style restaurant, so it's one big open room with, you know, long tables. Everybody eats. well, we – you know, they've got the jukebox going or whatever. <laughs> Dude, it was like right out of a weird movie. We We walk in. And this is the good old boy country, and and they turn around, the whole place just literally stopped and turned around and looked at us. They, everybody stopped eating at once. It was it was the weirdest thing I've ever seen. <laughs> but I mean, it was like, all right, dude, we're okay, we're cool. Don't work, you know, don't kill us. Um, but yeah, it's it's everybody's got their own deal going on in their different areas, and I don't know, kind of crazy. <laughs> that is wild. What? How
0: did it? How did that turn <laughs> out?
1: Dude, it was the weirdest feeling in the world. It's like the movie where the jukebox stops, the you know, the band stops playing, everybody puts their drinks down, everybody looks at you. It's like, what the heck? Oh, it was great. We had a great time. There's great people, southern southern hospitality. We had a great time. It was awesome. It was it really is, uh
0: The one thing, so, like, I'm from New England, and I'm, like, I'm a fast talker, even for someone from New England. Uh, I talk very fast. It's
1: like uh, New York. New York talkers. <laughs>
0: Yeah, exactly. yeah. No, I'm, like, a fast-talker for them. Like, even I get told yeah. all the time to, like, slow down, even up here. And, uh, uh-huh. you know, so, like, when I go uh, – I've been down south a couple times, and it's, like uh, – I went to Tennessee one time, and, like, people talking, it's, like – I'm, like, don't – I'm, like, go, <laughs> like, go fast. And, like, it, it, like, I, like, want to f- that slowness, you know what I mean, with, the, with yeah. my talking.
1: <laughs> you want to finish their sentences for them?
0: Yeah, pretty yeah. much. I'm like, yeah, I got what you're saying. Now it's my turn to talk. I get – <laughs> I get like yeah, it's different.
1: It's, it's definitely different. There's no question. Ever all the different areas. We went to, uh, when I was a kid, well, in high school, uh, my grandparents treated us, the whole family, to go to a trip to the Caribbean. And this is one of my favorite stories. And So we're in the Caribbean, and um, we're on the beach, you know, and we got all, all the all their locals. The natives are bringing their, all their wares, right? They've got all their stuff they're selling. This one guy was just rad. He comes up to us, and we're talking to him for a while. It's the full Jamaican accent. He's a super cool guy says, hey, man, where are you from, man? Like, hey, we're from California. And he's like, oh, California, man. We love California. He goes, I go, oh, really? Who do you not like? He goes, oh, New York, man. <laughs> we don't like New York. We don't like the people from New York. He goes, no, he goes, whenever you meet somebody here, tell them right away. Tell them you're from California, man. They'll like you. They'll like you much better. <laughs> But yeah, it's it's funny with the and the, yeah, we met some guys from the south too when I was in high school was on on the cruise ship and they were like you said there's was just there's different speed. They they're talking real real slow and just kind of doing, you know, talking with the drawl and super nice guys were talking and then I just realized I said no I said do we have I said you have this really heavy accent to us. I said do you, do we have an accent to you? And they goes, "Nah, y'all talk like the people on TV." <laughs> I thought, oh, my God, that's, you know, a lot of – there's no accents, right? All of Hollywood, there really isn't an accent. This was years ago before everything was shot all over the place. But, yeah, California, what's the accent? Oregon, I I kept waiting to hear an accent up here. You know, I know what
0: um, I discovered about accents is that other – like every other – every British person has an American accent.
1: And every British asking, person, I love British, I love British accents in Australia, and Australian. this is the best.
0: What, ask, what do you mean, by? dude? Next time you talk to a British person, ask them to do oh, a British accent.
1: They'll do their impersonation. Isn't it hilarious?
0: It's so weird. It's like it's yeah, like wow. it is. when they do it. You're like, wow, that really is what we sound like. like yeah, we
1: sound like we sound like idiots, dude. We sound no, like idiots.
0: But like every single one I've heard, they they always, um, if you ask them, like nine times out of ten, I, I ask, have asked like a lot of friends from Britain to, to do like an American accent. And they always do yeah. with- yeah. like they, they they do it they almost sound like John Wayne, you know, it's funny. <laughs> <laughs>
1: totally. I had a, our team was international for O'Neill. right? We had some Australians on our team. It was just incredibly just entertain Australia, Australians are entertaining, man. I'm sorry no matter no matter what, there's always some level of entertainment with an Australian. <laughs> and we were making we were making fun of uh oh uh, gosh, uh not Luke. It was uh what was his name? facing right now but we were making fun of him and he, he he said well you know with australians you always it's like everything's a question you go up at the end of the sentence you talk like this i mean you know they always go up at the end of the sentence and then he said then then he broke into his american accent which was just like he said it's not like john wayne talking we all you just bust it. so we, they, we sound like idiots when you listen to somebody else that, that does our accent
0: <laughs> uh. But but they probably sound like – they probably think the same thing when we did their – Robbie
1: Page. It was Robbie Page. Robbie Page. He was an absolute – he was a comic. He was hilarious. He was a a riot. And he just tore us apart. It sounds
0: like you've lived a pretty exciting life.
1: I've had some fun, dude. (laughs) Well, well, remember, we were going to talk about uh, Shaq Fu, man. That's the one. That's what we're going to talk about.
0: I was working working there. So you're a martial artist, too. Um, Yes, yes. You did karate for a lot of years. And – I don't know if this is your biggest achievement, but in my book, this is your biggest achievement. Um, you were the martial arts director on Kung Fu or like or Shaq Fu. Yes. <laughs> <So> <laughs> Kung a,
1: Fu would have been cool too. Actually.
0: I guess that would have uh, been I guess even more fun. was just what is, What was Shaq Fu? <laughs> uh,
1: for for all of you out there who weren't familiar with Shaq Fu, I'm sure there's a lot of people um sega nintendo days um shakfu was probably one of the worst games ever made for that platforms for those platforms i love, it.
0: Um, I love that you, game. Love you told
1: that. me you like that and i said Dude, you you gotta you gotta get out and, and and you gotta play more games bro you gotta get out there and literally, play more games in the world
0: the i contacted you literally the reason i contacted you or like you contacted me first but the reason that i messaged you back was because i looked at your profile yeah. And saw that you were on Jack Boo. And I was like, there's <laughs> no way that. Oh,
1: dude, that game was awful.
0: I loved it. That's I it was so, so funny. Because cool. that game came out when I must have been like seven? Okay,
1: okay, okay.
0: I loved that game. I Oh
1: my god. Oh my god. That's so funny to me. Well, you know, just for the record, that game tanked. Yeah. They they lost money on it, just so you know. But that's cool. If you were entertained, it must have been because of me, right? It must have been my martial arts. It must
0: Um, have been I loved it. I thought that game was great. (laughs)
1: <laughs> it, that's that's so funny well it was it was not everything it was cracked up to be let's put it that way they had an out they had an outside company a production company from france working on that game and i i was doing game packaging for electric electronic arts at the time for ea and they gave me a call today we guys we know you you're a karate instructor and and we've got a game that we're gonna be working on with shaquille o'neal i'm like Shaq, what that, <laughs> okay that wouldn't that be basketball and then they said, but we're going to do a game called Shaq Fu. And I almost dropped the phone. I'm like, for real? And uh, yeah. And so that we need a martial arts advisor. And I said, okay, well, what's, what, what, what really do you need me to do? And he said, well, Shaq's apparently a martial artist. He's been taking stuff. And we just need an advisor just to go down there. And literally they told me to make sure he doesn't look stupid. That's literally what I was told. I'm like, I'll take the job. I'll take the job. So um, I fly down L.A. It was awesome because it was the old, you know, the old real uh, Art Deco. I don't know if it was the old Desolute Studios, but it was one of those where they got the guard gate and everything. And um, I get got my dressing room and I'm thinking, God, who's been in this thing over all these years? And <laughs> and then it, so I, 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 I dress up. Um, I go to this. There's this big sound stage. And I thought it was just going to be, I thought it was just going to be low key, right? I thought it was going to be okay. We'll have a production crew, we'll the EA people, and we'll have his people. I'm, I walk in there, <laughs> the entire soundstage. You know how big those sound stages are, right? The entire walls of the sound stages are lined with people. You've got EA, you've got their crew. Yeah, Shack, his posse. And Then you have Entertainment Tonight was there. You have NBA, NBA Today. Yeah, I mean, just like anybody you can think of was there for this. And this was the shoot where they're actually shooting the game. And um I walk up to Shaq and he's such a nice guy. So he's looking at me a little funny. I'm walking up in a in a gi, and I got my black belt on and he's like kinda of giving me the little looking at the little uh, side of it, you know, look looking at me a little sideways and and I just I was just being cool, walk up and introduce myself. I said, So I hear here you've been you're in martial arts. I go, How long have you been taking uh, your uh karate? And he says, I've had one lesson. Yeah. <laughs> Dude. I'm like okay does anybody else here know that you know what happens in hollywood is you know some little dumb thing like that happens and then all of the weird you know the media whatever those guys are the tmz's and they pick up on all that crap and also it turns into a it's like a big thing they blow it up into a big thing like Shaq is this martial artist okay would i want to get hit what would, would the guy be able to take somebody out hell yeah the guy's you know he
0: knock anything
1: down he wanted to but he was not a martial artist and this game was supposed to be a martial artist doing martial arts so I I walked back over to the to okay cool that's all right cool I'm thinking to myself oh my god so I walked back over to the the French production group who I had, had met with earlier and they're literally showing me traced drawings of Bruce Lee, dude, I'm a Bruce Lee freak. So I, I recognize these, literally all these drawings, they have traced of, of moves they want him to do. And they're showing me all these moves and they're like, oh, oh wow, okay, I mean, yeah, Bruce Lee did that. Do you think, I, I can't do that, I, who, you know, come on. So you want Shaq to do that? So I said to them, I said, I have something, I, I don't know if you're aware of this, they said, I just met with Shaq. And he says, he's, he said one lesson of karate. And they all look at each other. And, dude, it was like a comic book. It was like, Sak-la-blue. you know, I had a translator. You know, you trans- <laughs> translate. Trans- and they all look at each other. And they all start screaming in French. I don't know what they're saying. And then they go to the interpreter. And the interpreter says to me, well, can you teach him? <laughs> I'm like, yeah, give me four years, five years. And that's <laughs> what it takes to get a black belt. So we have all of this crew, all of the people. Everybody's there. And he doesn't even know karate for a game called Shaq-Fu. <laughs> so I, it was, it was, it was crazy. So what I, you know, I ended up doing, I said, well, listen, I said, I, obviously I can't teach him, but I can, I call it Hollywood karate. I said, let's just do Hollywood karate. So you do the waving of the hands and you know, stuff. And he was good. He's an athlete. So he was good. And he knew what he was doing. And, um, and I just, we kind of faked it and we shot the whole thing they shoot, they have all these cameras, blue screen, and it's all shot at different angles with all these different cameras then we were done. It was a long day, dude. That was a long day. That was stressing because I'd feel like, okay, I have to make this look good because this is going to be the game. And we're done. Shaq's done. Super cool guy to work with, and he was awesome. I, I you saw some of the stuff I posted on my feed with with, with that shoot, and he was fun. We you know like he, we did a pose where he's punching me and I'm punching him. And guy's size 22 shoe, man. He's ducking, coming into doorways. All you see is a pair of freaking basketball shoes coming at you, man. I mean, the guy's just, it's, it, he's just crazy how big he really is. I'm 6'5", and you'd barely even know it when you see the pictures. And, um, but it was, it was, it was really fun, really fun, really good time. So he leaves, he's all done. This crew takes off, everybody's taken off. Then I am start to leave and the crew says, oh, wait, 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 please don't leave yet. And I said, okay, what's going on? We want you to do everything you just did over again. We're going to film you so we can put his head on your body. <laughs> you remember the res you remember the resolution of those games, dude how bad it was? It was they could do it. They could do it. So they had me, and and you know this is the, the, it, was, it was I was like okay whatever. So I, dude, I was fried. I was that was a long day, and so then I have to reshoot everything. And then they're like, well, do you remember everything you did? I'm like, dude, I just made everything up on the fly. Are you serious right now? So we tried to remember everything I did, reshot it all, but that so that was what all oh, my friends joked. That was the foo in Shaq foo.
0: <laughs> it's hilarious that that they had so little understanding of martial arts. That they thought that someone who's like seven feet tall, probably like three hundred, yeah. could do yeah. the like same type of martial arts that like the dude. They had, they had they
1: bru- had they had tracings of Bruce Lee on their storyboards. I'm like, you got like to be five, kidding Five five?
0: How tall was Bruce Lee? Like five six? 160 pounds?
1: Yeah, these flying sidekicks and <laughs> crazy spinning axe kicks. It's like dude, you can't come on. I can't do even come close to that stuff myself. <laughs> <laughs> and I've been doing it half my life, you know. So it was like it was funny. I, I, I've, I have a funny story. This I don't know how much time we have. As much like, time. Okay, cool. As okay, cool. So this is one of my favorite stories because this to me really told the personality. I like I said, there's a really fun, fun uh, experience working with him and to get to know him because he's super, super cool guy. He so... seems
0: like the coolest dude.
1: Yeah, he really, really is. I I had no idea what his – you know, I'd seen him play all that, but I never had no idea what his personality was like back then because he was still – he was with Miami, you know, back then. So I had to fly out to Florida for the next shoot. The next uh, shoot, L.A. was the next shoot. Nothing too crazy happened at that one. We did some stand-up stuff and some photo shoot. But when I went out to Florida, um, we were going to shoot the ad. We are going to shoot, the the, you know, the ad that was going to be online and, and, you know, on TV and everything for the game. And we had these, they flew in this, I don't remember his name. I, I try to block it from my memory because he was such an a-hole, but this British British producer who had just done some hot MTV video. And so they've, they've hired this guy. I'm sure they paid him more money than anybody's worth. And so he's he's there. We have a we have a party, a, a pre-party the night before the shoot. And um, they flew me out there again just because, hey, you know, Shaq, he feels comfortable with you. Well, just, you know, it'd be great to, if you're there to hang with him and, and uh, make sure everything goes smoothly. So I introduced myself. I walk up to the party. I inter- introduced myself to the director. I said, hey, I'm Dave. You know, I work with Shaq. If you need me for anything, I'm here. Dude, he looked at me right in the eyes. I had my hand stuck out to ha- shake his hand. He looked at me right in the eyes and just walked away. I'm like, wow. And then my, my other uh, friend from Electronic Arts was standing right there with me, and she goes, wow. <laughs> okay, okay. There you go. No, there you go. No." No no ego going on here. So this is the well,
0: best. What to a guy who you know for a fact knows karate? Well, dude, it's not like,
1: yeah, yeah. I'm not standing around looking like the tough guy or anything. So, <laughs> so, so anyway, so the next day, this is the best karma story ever. <laughs> this is like the best karma story ever. So the next day, what's the joke? My karma ran over my dogma. So the next day, <laughs> I, I, we're at the shoot. Shaq is in his trailer. That's the no-fly zone. Nobody goes into his trailer. It's he, himself and his personal assistant, and nobody's allowed in there. You know, uh, Production staff, nobody can go near him. Director, nobody can go near Shaq. So all of a sudden, this uh, guy walks up and he says, hey, Dave, come here. Shaq wants to say hi. So he calls me to, to go to his trailer. So I'm like, oh, dude, this is crazy. How cool is this? So I, He did remember me. He wanted to talk, and so we, you know, we just hung out for a while. So we came back out, and this is the best thing in the world. So the director who was late to the shoot, and he was making everybody wait, walks in. Um, he brings Shaq in so I can walk in with him. We're standing there, and the producer doesn't say hi to me, doesn't say hi to Shaq or his, his assistant, doesn't, just not to any one of us. And he says to Shaq, all right, I'd like you to stand over here. He'd like, there's an X drawn. You know, they have an X for the lighting. I'd like you to stand. That's the first thing he said to Shaq. He said, "I like you. All right, great. I would like you to stand here." And Shaq looked at him, <laughs> looked at me, and I'm like, you know, I'm like, well, right, dude, I don't, you know, I don't know. So he looks at the the director and he says, "I'd like you to tell him." Shaq's pointing to me. Said, "I'd like you to tell him what you want me to do, and he'll tell me what what I what I'm supposed to do." He just told, him. and literally. The director had to turn, look at me, and tell me what he wanted Shaq to do. Shaq standing right there. It was, dude. It was the, it was the most awesome shutdown I've ever seen in my life. And he and Shaq, that went on for a while, dude. That went on for a while. It was the most. Just it was just I was, and then you know Shaq had and Shaq had no idea what had happened before. He had no idea how rude this guy was to me before. And when I told Shaq after, he was like, "Oh, good. I'm glad I did it, man." That's
0: hilarious. Yeah.
1: Yeah, it's, it was, yeah, it's crazy. But yeah, he's super cool. And, they, 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 it's, and then every time, every time we the the director, you know, what they do is they say, well, they're trying to get one more take, one more take, one more take at the end of the shoot, right? And then, um, but they, they say, yeah, just one more, but there's always more coming, right? They're always going to do more takes. So Shaq keeps telling me, he goes, say Dave, he goes, you bust that table. He goes, when we're done with the shot, you bust that table up over there and I'm going to break this chair over here. I'm like, okay, cool, bro. I'm like, oh, no. Like, what? And I'm thinking to myself, what if we break it and they're not really done, right? So I'm like, dude, I go, I, I'm going to say, dude, I'm a shack. I I don't know, man. I said, you know, when they say it's the last thing, sometimes they don't really need it. It's like, no, man. He goes, you break that, you break that table over there and I'm going to break this chair.
0: <laughs> it's
1: so funny. Anyway, I love that kind of stuff. Uh, So so we, we did, we didn't (laughs) fortunately we've got the last take. We did wait till the last take and then we did it. (laughs) Do you ever talk to Shaq anymore? You know, I know, no, not at all. And and, uh, it was funny because I had a shirt on, I had a company called 13th floor back then and I've actually resurrected one of my designs. It's a 13 with big flames coming off of it. I kind of gave it an update, but um, I, I had one of those shirts on and it has had the big 13 right in the middle. And he looked at me and he goes, I want that design. He goes, I could put an yeah. S in there. <laughs> and take the third, take the thirteen out. So a friend of mine was was wearing one of my thirteen four shirts and went to a, a one of his games, is I don't remember where it was Chicago or someplace like that. And and he had his the shirt on and Shaq walked by, looked at it, and he pointed at him. You see he definitely recognizes his shirt. <laughs> so, but no, I, I I I never you know, Shaq, man, he's in another world, dude. I don't you know, I don't even wouldn't even know how to how to get to him.
0: Yeah, I'm sure. Just send him an Instagram message. I'm sure he'd love to hear from you. He seems like a yeah.
1: good Oh, he, yeah, I should. I should. I should. Especially because, uh, you know, I put together some of those old images, and then um, I was talking to Nancy Fong, who was the art director, creative director. She was the head honcho there at EA at the time. Said they're going to do kind of a retrospective, and they're, gonna, they're, they're gathering up all the video and the images. I've got video, too, of us doing that training, which I would love to see that. It's all – Dude, it's packed away in in crates somewhere. I've had to move several times, so I've got it. I do still have it though. It's got to be, you know, brought. It's got to be brought into the, the digital world. But they're, yeah, they're doing a retrospective of all that kind of stuff. So it would it would be fun if you know to send that to them or something and get a kick out of seeing it. I'm sure. It sounds
0: like you. It sounds like you, like, just had this kind of. Um, just like an um, amazing life that people would be jealous of. What
1: you know? Well, I,
0: well, you know <clears throat> like how did you
1: as the saying goes, though, no, bro, that was fifteen to fifteen minutes of fame. That's all it lasted.
0: <laughs> well, it's not just it's not just that. I mean, you've worked with, yeah. you've worked with Harley Davidson. You've worked with, you know, Omid. yeah,
1: yeah I, I, yeah, yeah, I am. Work I, I,
0: like you're a humble person. You're you're. You know you're you're being humble right now, but you really have you've had an amazing life that I, I just feel like you kind of um, manifested this. If you were going to give advice to someone who maybe wanted to um, kind of get into what you're doing and do the kind of things you're doing, what would you what would be the advice you'd give them? I'd
1: say run. <laughs> <laughs> Don't do it. Don't do it. Run the other way. <laughs> um, you know, you know, dude, it's a real—it's like a labor of love. Um, yes, I am stoked and honored and blessed. You know, whatever the words w- want to be, to have worked with the people I've worked with and to do the work I've done. Um, but, dude, it's—you know—I mean, the—the the, the joke in the among all my design friends is: the cooler the project, the less money you make um so it's it's a it's a tough and it's gotten harder and harder and harder it's like nowadays you just have to go work for somebody you can't really be on your own anymore practically it's it's really really difficult for most people to make a living um then you've got the pandemic dude Everybody shut down budgets and projects are canceled and um it's it's really hard <laughs> it's a rough road so if, if you love it yeah do it man i love every minute of what i do but it, when it comes down to, I've got a family and you know rent and you know whatever is coming to, down the pipe, uh, it's, it's it's a labor of love. Let's put it that way. There there are there are a few people who've been able to do really really well. Um, I, I'm not one of them. <laughs> um, but uh, there were there were good times. There were good times. You know O'Neill. Then into the '90s, uh, there were good times. But, uh, you know, it's been a rough road. It's been a rough road. Um, but like I said, if you love it, do it, man. It's Because it's, I I just, dude, I wouldn't give this up for anything, man. I mean, it's just the best. I love what I do. I love drawing, especially now that I'm starting this, my, my own line. Love it. Just absolutely love it. I'm excited. I want to, you know, my my problem is, is I get wired when I work on projects. I don't, just like the adrenaline starts flowing. I'll be at four in the morning. and i am like, oh, my God, I have to go to bed. And then I'll go to bed and I'm still <laughs> wide awake. <laughs> um, and then, you know, I've got a little one that gets up for school, so I got to get up at seven and, and I just went to bed a few hours ago, so it kind of catches up with you and I'm not spring chicken anymore, so <laughs> can't pull, can't pull those all-nighters like you used to, right? At least not as often. So, um, yeah, but it is a labor of love. I think that's the, what I would tell them is if you love it, then do it, bro. Just do it. What's it like working with Hot Wheels? Um, my, my business, my business partner, my, my, my friend who I call the team, my business partner, although we weren't literally business partners, Eric was in, lived in Southern California and I was in Northern California at the time. Um, I'd have to fly down for meetings. Um, it was awesome. It was absolutely awesome. Um, I think one of the most, it was, it was a great experience. The big picture is wow. Right. Um, there were oh god there were some people that worked there there's just these the guys that did the the, they call them decos that go the art that goes on the cars that were just phenomenal i mean just you know again like the ed ross of of hot wheels world and um so it was just to be in their presence was amazing but um we did a lot of interesting we did a real range of projects and not just hot wheels we did stuff for you know other projects for mattel too but um it was it was really really cool to work with them i really enjoyed it um I learned a lot. I I mean, it was, it was flames and skulls and lightning and it was all anything to do with speed. I, Oh, I know what I was going to say. I think the, the one, there was one frustrating thing going on back then and it's changed. It is no longer this way. there are Hot Wheels. But the, the, the main man, uh, no names named. um, That was, we pitched a lot of things to the guys we worked with, the art directors and stuff were totally cool. They got it. They wanted to do it too. But the the suits, there was literally a tower there. There was literally a tower. The suits in the tower did not understand. (laughs) It's funny, dude, but they did not, you know, everybody else is in these big grad warehouses, you know, where they're working, all the creative stuff. Um, But they did not understand that kids don't just play with Hot Wheels cars. And that they could do something like show a skateboarder in their artwork. Or, you know, there's a lot of crossover into, um, and, and, you know, having been in before the Hot Wheels stuff came after O'Neill and being in the action sports world, um, all the crossover stuff that kids do, they ride bikes too. Remember guys, you know, have you, do you remember being what a kid was like? Um, <laughs> but it was just really weird. They did not, I don't think they really understood the market, um, enough. And it was just, it had to be Hot Wheels, had to be a car and had to be a track. And it was very literal. They didn't understand that there's more to a kid's life, and we were trying to bring in that element into our designs and our pitches and our marketing and our um, and our and our. We did style guys where we did literally these libraries of art that went that are sent out worldwide. So if you made if you made a pogo stick, right, we'd have art that was in this library that you wanted to license Hot Wheels name and put Hot Wheels on your pogo sticks or on your scooters or whatever it is, bicycles. Um, there was this library you could go to and say, well, I like those flames. I like that way that Hot Wheels is done. Hey, that would fit great on my handlebars. So we did this real range of art from wide to tall to small to, you know, some stuff that would have to, you know, be really, really simple because it would be really, really small. Some stuff that was very elaborate because it would literally be a t-shirt design that they could use different elements and and put their designs together to fit their needs, all these different licensees. Right. So um, that, that was the perfect, I mean, gosh, you just there's so much more we could have done um, that was cool. So much more cool stuff. That, that, but then now they finally get it. They're finally crossing over doing skating, skateboarding stuff and BMX stuff and just rad, fun, funky stuff that's not literally Hot Wheels cars, tracks, and Hot Wheels racing. That's
0: one of my, yeah. one of my life, uh, or that's one of like my my goals is that one day I want to have a like a um an a1 series done by hot wheels it's like one of my dreams
1: (laughs) that's cool dude that's cool (laughs) yeah no that's a i I can't get over the collectors and it's just a rad world man the cars are insane i and i have to say i mean much to their dismay i'm sure if anybody hears this has anything to do with hot wheels but the 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 guys that used to do their decos were were amazing and they've really art and graphics and everything has really gone down on all the cars. It's not like it used to be. They did some rad stuff back in the day.
0: Well, a lot of them used to be – I don't know what – I don't know how they put the graphics on, but they weren't just like a sticker. They were like – I don't know how they how they did a lot yeah, of Yeah, they,
1: they have a process that, yeah, that you did one of the – to apply the art to the cars. But it was it was a real – it wasn't just about – let me put it this way. I think the best way to put it. It wasn't just about the money back then. Let's
0: put it that way. <laughs> I think I mean that's just uh, one of those companies that's been around forever, you know. But I think what oh, you said yeah. there about like um like, you know, doing weird stuff, getting out of your box, like I think that with the internet we're finally getting to a point where like people realize that like you don't have to be inside of whatever you started as. You know what I mean? Oh, um, sure. You know, sure.
1: Well, I, I, I've been, I've been a chameleon. I've had to be a chameleon through the years. There's no question. Uh,
0: like we're a body shop and we have a podcast, you know, like,
1: there you go. The you know what, kind of look,
0: you know what kind of looks I got when I told my family that I wanted to start a podcast? No. <laughs> they're like, they're like, dude, we, we work on trucks. I'm like, you know, yeah. I don't want to take some time and do like, you know, start an Instagram and, and stuff like this. And they're like, I'm yeah. still. Like, I don't think you understand what we do, Nick. <laughs> we work on drugs, but like other well, other places, <laughs> are really starting to like break out of those molds. You know, where they're not just one thing; they're they're many things, and they can do all kinds of cool stuff. Oh, absolutely. Well, dude, you've got what have you got? Like
1: twenty-two thousand followers or something? How many auto body shops have that going on? <laughs> I mean, you definitely went outside your box and made a big thing going. It's that's very cool. That's very very cool.
0: Yeah, super. I mean, like, and I got, and I want to do weirder stuff. Like now that like we're getting more pop, like I want to do real weird stuff. Like I I can start doing. <laughs> I
1: enjoy it. Hey, leave your personal life out of this, bro. We're talking business here.
0: <laughs> I can start doing. Yeah, I can start doing like weird, real weird stuff now. You know, I want to build. Like, yeah. a, I want to build like a like a cannon that shoots pumpkins and stuff like real weird. <laughs> Why not? So it just has nothing to do with out-of-body, but it's just fun to do, you know. Oh
1: <laughs> <Hell> yeah, <laughs> just like uh, yeah, start, start your own reality show.
0: Yeah, I don't know. I want to do. I mean, I just want to do fun stuff, and then just be able to slap the A one name on it. That's pretty much what I want to do with my life.
1: <laughs> yeah, perfect, perfect. Start your own, start your own line of t shirts, bro. <laughs>
0: Hell yeah! You will only if you design them for me. <laughs> there you
1: go. Sounds like a plan, bro. Sounds like a plan.
0: I'm ready. Dave, thank you so much for coming on today. I really appreciate it.
1: Hey, no problem, man. I'm stoked. Uh, appreciate the opportunity, man. Appreciate the opportunity. It's a good thing to to, to get out there, and meet people, talk. And, you know, this is this. How much fun did we have just in that little time? And actually, we, you know, all the dirty stuff we were talking about before we started the podcast. Well, you know. <laughs> but no, I know. Right,
0: I, I, don't, I still don't understand why you need those pictures of me naked. It doesn't make any sense to me. I was just giving you some. So, <laughs> well, I
1: figured I owed you something after I gave you mine. I mean, come on, you know. <laughs> so, <clears throat> yeah. Oh my God, just we, we we're digressing into uh, <laughs> into the gutter, and and that's where we all want to be. But hey, man, this is
0: this is the amazing, the most amazing thing about the internet is that you and me were able to you know connect. Yeah, together. dude,
1: how cool is that? How cool is that? I'm talking to some. I'm talking on art. I'm DMing artists <clears throat> who I've admired all my life. I mean, it's like, are you kidding me? This is so cool. Yeah, it, it, it's it's Internet is amazing, bro. Technology's <laughs> out of control. <laughs> well, Very stoked we connected, and I know that the Shack the Shack 3 story was worth it alone.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, it was worth it for me because that just I just love it. That's amazing. Um, Killer. Well, we want to
1: definitely. I'm sorry. What definitely. But I said we definitely want to tell all your followers to go to my shop and buy lots of clothes.
0: <laughs> I was just going to say, where can people find your work?
1: Well, I am literally just—it's it, a small It's a small online store right now. It's—we're uh, not in, you know, like some nationwide chain of uh, distribution. So um, it's yeah, it's just online. It's it's Gearheadtees.com or just go to my website. Go to my—he um, it, has a bunch of different artists, and I'm one of them on there. Um, but if you just look at my feed, Dave underscore Custom Colt Studio or look up Custom Cold or Custom Cold Studio, you'll do a search. And I have a link there on my website. You can get to my website. There's a link to the shop. But it's, it's 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 you know, young. we're, we're I'm growing. I've got a lot of designs like we've talked about that I want to do more of. But I'm super stoked on what's out there so far. And people seem to be liking them. So it's growing.
0: You're definitely doing incredible work, and I really appreciate you, like I said, coming on and, and talking with me. You're a great artist, and, you know, you're talking about, you know, talk, look, getting to talk with artists you admire. Well, you're an artist I admire, so I appreciate you coming on. Well,
1: man, I appreciate the opportunity. <laughs> thanks very much, man. It's my, it's my first podcast, bro. You killed it.
0: You absolutely <laughs> it out of the park. <laughs> I love it.
1: Crazy. All right, man. Well, thanks again. appreciate it, and uh, we'll just keep on doing what we're
0: doing, right? Hell yeah. Have a wonderful night. I'll talk to you later. Yeah, have a good one brother. Talk to you later. Hey everybody. Thank you so much for checking out the podcast. I hope that you enjoyed it. I know that I did. Um, Dave's an awesome guy and I would really appreciate it if you would go over and give him a follow on Instagram. It's at Dave underscore underscore, custom cult studios. All K's. So custom with a K, cult with a K studios with an S, not with a K. (laughs) Um, and if you could do me a favor and leave me a five-star review on apple or even a one-star review if you really feel you need to but if you leave a one-star do me a favor just let me know what i what you didn't like so that i can address it thank you so much guys have a wonderful day talk to you soon